This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. One to preserve this sport for our kids. Bringing the stories of the normal guy on small parcels and how he gets it done. Are you just a weekend warrior? You stuck with limited time to hunt and limited time to prep just like us? Are you trying to figure out how to hunt with kids, work, and families? Then this is a podcast for you. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, Episode 6 coming at you. Sponsored by Amberback and Gascon Wine tonight. Our, uh, our special guest tonight is drinking some wine in the studio. That's right, we are in a studio Big step, big changing, big things coming up. But also want to talk about our logo right off the bat. Got our new logo out on Instagram, Facebook. It's going to be getting switched on iTunes. Going to have some shirts, stickers coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. Shout out Josh Brownlee. Yeah. Brownlee drew that up for us. Uh, Heck yeah, Josh Brownlee, man. It took him like, I told him what we wanted. It took him like two hours. And he's like, yeah, is this it? I'm like, dude, that is awesome, Just man. knocked it out of the park. Did a hell of a job. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, you can uh, find this podcast here on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, just search Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Pull us up. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. Uh, we really appreciate that, and that's only going to make us better going forward. If you have any questions or comments or something you'd like to talk about, uh, you can email us at whitetail underscore legacy at yahoo.com. Also for the hate mail. Send it. <laughs> Uh, look us up on Facebook at Whitetail Legacy. Uh, you can give us a like there and go through everything that we posted there. It's been it's been pretty good here lately. Yeah. Uh, also on Instagram at Whitetail underscore Legacy underscore Podcast, and that place right there is blowing up. Yeah, it's blowing up. We got some badass turkey videos on there last last week. So yeah, it was, was it was sweet. legit. Yeah. So yeah, we appreciate you guys following us. So uh, you know, we're just trying to get up and get out there. So. I got a VIP shout-out this week. Uh, my buddy, he called me. He said, hey, what's those broadheads you're shooting? You got, you've got you had awesome success with them. So I'm going to shout-out Nick Brown. Um, he's joining the VIP family, American Made. So got to represent him on that. He uh, He's going to put him on a crossbow and try to get, get a deer down late season here. I haven't had, heard, anybody, heard anybody kill one with a crossbow with a VIP. So that would be pretty sweet. What's your buddy going to do yeah, I, I, I'm, we're going to double up on the VIP shout-out. Uh, I'm going to shout-out Justin McKinley. Uh, I was just down in Kansas City for two weeks for schooling, for work. 
and uh, ran into him, and he's from the middle part of California, and they they don't have any whitetails out there, so he's big into goose. Uh, he, he he gets on the mule deer when he can, but he's big into duck and goose, and we were just kind of talking, you know, deer hunting and whatnot, and I was telling him about these broadheads, and he's like, you know, I think I'm going to send one through a goose. Yeah, that'd be so, sweet. So <laughs> send one through a goose. Hopefully. Yeah. L- luckily, I had one in the truck, you know, the one that I cut my foot on. Yeah. Or I cut my sock on. And so I was able to show him, you know, the product right there. And he's like, I got to get me some. Yeah. So he's going to send one through a goose, hopefully. And if he does, we'll, uh, we're, we're going to share it with everybody. Yeah. We did a bunch of work to the studio this week. Uh, if you think the sound quality sounds better, let us know. We did some mic work and we did some, some echo work. And now we got antlers laying around and, and coon mounts. And we got some motivation here. It's, and the wolf puzzle. Yeah, we got the wolf puzzle here. It's still shining. It's nice, man. Solid. We got a t-shirt. Yeah, (laughs) that would be a sweet t-shirt. New t-shirt idea. Then I'm going to take it straight to Walmart. (laughs) Straight to Walmart with that t-shirt. Yeah, you got. uh, We got Jake Rask in the house tonight. Um, He's going to go over a few things with us. He's he had a super successful (laughs) year last year. This year he's been hunting hard and he's had some opportunities, but just ain't followed out for him. But uh, he's also going to go over uh, this charity hunt things that he's doing that's awesome. And uh, let's just kick it off, Jake. Let's let's talk about your first buck. Now, that's a double buck last year for Jake Rask. So, let's talk about your first buck. You know, kind of how it laid out, what what the buck scored, and how how'd you hunt him. Well, yeah, man, that was actually uh, that was actually nothing but luck. I would hate to. Uh... I would hate to say it was anything more than that because uh, I had a, uh, a lot of you guys probably know the country singer named Josh Thompson. I had him up here and uh, another country singer with me as well. And uh, that was last year. And I put them in my good spots and the girl I was dating at the time, not anymore, <laughs> but uh, uh, I I put them in my good spots and I, I knew that there was a funnel between the two timbers and uh, I sat in between them in a fence row literally and right at the crack of dawn i'd uh i'd heard uh uh the uh corn stalks grumbling and and i heard a grunt and i thought holy crap I'm like where is that and that buck stopped five yards in front of me on the ground at the end of a fence row so before i knew it an arrow let loose and i thought i missed it i thought how in the hell did i miss a deer from 12 feet away and uh he took three steps and just tipped over my, and my bow season was over and literally I couldn't have been there more than 15 minutes. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I thought that pinch that he's talking about, it's literally just like a scraggly French fence line with a couple trees in it in between. But they places. run it. And that's the thing, man. I mean, with, with, with you guys that hunt, just pay attention. You know where they're coming from. They don't just, they don't appear like a magician's trick. Yeah. If you if you pay attention, you'll find you'll you'll see where they come from, where they go, what they do. Granted, during the rut, it's a little bit different because yeah. it's a little bit crazy and it's an abracadabra kind of thing. You know, you That's blink awesome. your eye and there's a hundred and sixty inch deer in front of you, and yeah. you don't know where it came from. But you know, if you have trail cameras out and you and you put the time in, you know where they're coming from, you know what they're doing. So it's just a point of putting the hours in Figuring and it'll your work. Property out, yeah. Yeah. What what that buck score last year? I never had him officially scored, but I've got some guys around here which you know yeah. real well, and uh, everybody said eh, it was a high one sixties, low one seventies. Yeah, it's so, a nice buck. Was yeah, it? he's twelve. Yeah, twelve with a little bit of a kicker on split the split twos and yeah, split twos, both sides, right? Yeah, man, it's that's one of the big best net bucks I think I've ever seen shot in a while. Actually, that that is actually a good reason to bring up let. Let the good, let the small ones go because genetics go always. Because of my trail cameras this year, I've got another one that's his twin. Yeah, that's not big enough to shoot yet, but he's got the split G twos. Yeah, it's a twin, so he's a two and a half year old. Next year he'll be a a damn good deer, and yeah. the year after that he'll be he'll be something. Never know. You, yeah. you, you know, you drive through town with a tailgate down so everybody can check it out. <laughs> that's what we tell people on here. We go. We like to shoot big deer, but I'm like, shoot, you know, shoot with what you get your heart pumping. You know, if you if you want to shoot a doe, that's great, you know, but let the young ones go because they're only going to get bigger, you know. But. It's, sometimes it's hard, and, yeah. I, I, you know, the guys out there listening, I get it. 
and especially when you're hunting public land. But man, let him go. Yeah. Because odds are you're you're the only guy that's going to get a shot at that deer. They're not stupid. Anything that's past a fork is smart. <laughs> they get smart real quick. Yeah. And you know everybody slips up. Everybody makes mistakes. I do it with women all the time. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a, it's the uh, it's the same thing, but very few. And the older you get, the less mistakes you make. Just like us and women, yeah, <laughs> fewer and fewer as you get older, but you still make mistakes. Um, but yeah, let them go, man, because it'll it'll prove to be worthwhile at some point. Yeah, especially if you own the property like that, or you know, Jake, he don't own the property. He's just he just put a lot of work in to get it. Why don't you go and? Kind of describe to the listeners what you had to do to get that piece that you're on. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I have the I had the property outlining it, and this is good advice for you guys. Everybody thinks you have to pay five, ten, twelve thousand dollars to hunt a phenomenal piece of land, and it, it is, I guess, to an extent, depending on where, where you're at. But in these rural vicinities, you find landowners that have just have a family farm, and they they just they don't care about the money they don't they don't care about that kind of thing so um i had the land around it and last year i did get lucky i killed a big one off that property and i killed another big one off my own property which was dumb luck but uh and and i'm starting to think that maybe deer hunting's way more luck than skill because i put a lot of skill into it this year and i've the only thing i've done is had a low hit on a on a on a big one but uh just if you find land that interests you, it, you know, the worst thing somebody's going to tell you is no. Go ask. And uh, I got lucky, and I found a 400-acre 400, 400 parcel that hasn't been deer hunted in over 30 years. And I had to put some back work into it. The lady that owns it, she uh, she said she'd let me hunt it if I'd help her clear out her fence rows. Well, <laughs> I, I thought that that was no big deal. Yeah. And, uh, Ended up having to get heavy machinery to do it because after the first about 12 yards, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> but uh, it ended up getting done, and um, we ended up doing a lot of great things with that ground this year. Yeah. We had uh, we had a celebrity deer hunt this year that worked out real well, and uh, it raised some money for charity, a lot for, for kids, for hunting and outdoors. And uh, it proceeded into a few other things, too. Yeah, yeah he so, put a lot of work into it, but... With two or three food plots on it. And, yeah. Well, and, actually, he helped me hang the stands. And, yeah. we, and uh, Cody, uh, he helped me he helped me hang the stands and we saw a wolf, but none of us wanted to admit <laughs> what it was it when was we first saw it. It was a big coyote. It was a big coyote. If, was, it was, if it was a coyote, it was like a, it was the biggest coyote on yeah. earth. Yeah. Booner coyote. <laughs> it was a booner coyote, <laughs> for sure. It was a booner coyote. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a conspiracy guy. Aliens and all this, and shit and things like that and lion mountain lions but if that wasn't a wolf that was the biggest coyote i've yeah, ever seen was, in my entire life monster. because it it's waist it, it literally it's top of his back would was almost to the tip of my pickup truck yeah it was it was crazy i don't know what it was we were out there running trail cams and i he had his boy with him yeah i had my two-year-old out there we were building a stand and hanging it in the timber but uh I I walked into that property with him a little bit, and you could tell no one's been in there, man, because it's just like the edge is like unbearable to get through, and that's where you're planting a bunch of wildflowers through there for, right? Is that what you're doing, Jake? Yeah, it was her yeah. for for the for the lady that owns it, and uh, the and for her to be able to access it a little bit easier, and she wanted to do some things that were good for nature besides hunting. Yeah, yeah, and, and when you get in there, it's like the thickest timber I've ever been in, you know, it's just, but it's just littered with deer trails and a lot of nice bucks on camera, but that's a good, good thing for listeners, man. If you put the work into something, you know, and say, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll help you on the farm or I'll help you clean this fence roll or I'll help you, you know, do something over the weekends and, and might get free hunting and you might get some off your lease at least, you know, and it's just going to make it that much better. When yeah, you, when it does. You, it does. When you it, are successful. It makes it better for everybody. You, the hunter, the property owner, and then you establish a relationship with them, and they know who you are, and you're honest, and and uh, you, you have a genuine uh, heart for what you want to do, and you're not trying to uh, solicit it or, or make money off of it. 
And, and they, they begin to trust because you come into these deals nowadays where everybody wants to sue everybody. Yeah. You know, you put a guy in a tree stand and the dumbass falls asleep and falls out and he sues the landowner because he's an idiot. Yeah. And those those people, they're all cautious about it. Yeah, that's like my lease. I, I got to carry a million-dollar life insurance policy on me because of that lady had that same thing happen to A guy got hurt and she was worried about being sued and she didn't let anybody hunt after that for a long time. And then I got on it. And uh, I had to carry that insurance. I still do, but it's good for me. It's good for her, you know, and I signed the contract, and it's it's awesome ground. So definitely not going to let it go, and I'm blessed to have it. But uh, let's go ahead and let's let's talk about your second buck for last year. Second buck? Yeah. That's actually what, how I became single. <laughs> 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 the girl I was dating at the time, her and her daughter, I took them deer hunting, and, and uh, we uh, ended up... Uh, I went to walk out one of my grass fields, and and uh, I put the my girlfriend. Uh, I put her up on a tripod, thinking that's the way the deer would run. And I took her daughter with me, and we were pushing out the grass. And and uh, it's just one of those things, man. If any of you guys are out there that push that prairie grass and open prairie bucks, man, they flush like pheasants. You got to be right on them to get them to move. And I just I just happened to look off and I seen a set of horns in the grass and I said to her daughter it was with me I said Rachel I said there's a huge buck right there shoot it she didn't see it and uh we I mean this went on for a couple of minutes <laughs> I mean that's a long time in hunting yeah you know two minutes yeah when there's a you know 30 when you're 30 yards from a 150 inch plus deer and she uh she couldn't see it couldn't see it and then finally she sat with her eyes but couldn't find her the scope and she, her last words were, I see it, but I can't find my scope. You shoot it. So, needless <laughs> to say, a millisecond after that, I threw a slug down his throat. The deer never got on his feet, and I was single 48 hours later. <laughs> it was probably a compilation of a few other things, but I like to blame it on the deer. Yeah. So, are, are you naming this deer Becky now? Or I, whatever I actually call was? that deer, um, it's, a, it's at the taxidermist. I haven't got a bag yet, but that deer is actually... Uh, we'll have a plaque underneath it called Lessons Learned. <laughs> I would have done something like That's that. That's a good too. name. That's a good yeah, name. Yeah, I should have just I should have just let the kid miss it and been a better man for it. But <laughs> yeah, I got a lot more. I got a lot more money this year for hunting and fishing. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. And wine. And wine. <laughs> and wine. My friends from Guscon. I was say I like a good wine every now and again, but just gulping out of the bottle like that might be a little above my grade. Right well, I tell you. <laughs> I like wine, and for you guys, don't be ashamed of it. Uh, <laughs> I drink it. I drink it right out of the bottle. I don't try to be classy at all. I'm, I went to some hoity-toity thing not too long ago for a job, and and uh, the the gentleman that was hosting, his wife said she kind of gave me a funny look and said, "Would you like a glass for it?" And I said, "No, no, I'm good. It came in one." <laughs> Came in a bottle. Paid for the bottle too. No matter where you put me and the people you put me with, I'm still country as cornbread. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, Ryan, you just went on a hunt here, here the last couple of days. You can kind of give them an update on what, what you got going on. I did. Uh, I've been in Kansas City for two weeks for training for work, and uh, that that's where I ran into Justin Ad. I did a VIP shout-out. And, of course, I looked at the weather. On the, so I'm down there for two weeks, and I looked at the weather when I come home for the weekend, and it was going to be high 40s, low 50s all week, and then boom, like 36 on Friday. I said, well, I'm going to go hunting Friday afternoon. So pack all my gear up and take it to Kansas City with me and get done with class, and I'm hightailing home. So, I mean, at the end of this podcast, we always say, plan your hunt and hunt your plan. So all week, I've been slicing and dicing between the two spots that I'm going to go to. So I'm just like, you know, man, just take your own advice. You know, just plan it and hunt it. But I, I don't have I don't have a good feeling, you know. It, it's, it's super late. I, I don't think I've hunted too much this late in the year. So I just, I get close to the, to my piece and I pull up hunt stand and I look at the wind and what it's doing and what it's going to do. Because about 4.30 is going to change. It just comes straight out of the west. You know, about 3 o'clock or 2.30 when I was going to be walking in, it was coming out of the northwest. So, 
I pull up to the property at like 2 o'clock, and I was like, well, I'll go down to check my trail cam on the east side of the property, which I can drive my pickup right to it, you know, not putting on much scent, this and that. And I check it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, there's not been too much activity here in the last last three days, you know, which I was going to sit about 80 yards back in the woods off, off where my trail cam was, and... If I was to sit there, I mean, I just come from I just come from welding class. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't had a shower. Not I'm not scent free, and like we said previously, you know, my access is just terrible. So if I was walking in, my scent would just be blowing on all the deer that I would be hunting. So that that was kind of my deciding factor on uh, not not hunting that spot. So I just drove my truck down there. After I got dressed and checked the trail cam, drove back out, and then, you know, I got my bow and stuff ready, got it in the back of the truck, out of my case, because when I walk into the stand that I'm going to hunt, the landowner that's allowed me permission, she's got this dog, and it loves to bark. She actually has two dogs, but one of them just loves to bark, and the other one's just cool as shit. I mean, he'll just run around, and, I mean, he'll stay 10 feet from you, but... He loves you. You can tell he loves you. But this one dog, so I was like, you know, I'm going to change up where I park. Because I used to just kind of park on the end of her driveway, which is, you know, it's like a 300-yard driveway. So I, I changed up. I parked on the road back up off the hill to where the dog couldn't see my truck because I knew he was going to be outside. And so I'm, I'm there getting ready and everything you know it's just a quick 30 second get out i've already got my camo on i've already sprayed down and I, all i gotta do is just get my get my book bag on and grab my bow and go i gotta walk across you know a quarter acre cornfield and then a half acre cornfield then i'm at my property at the wood line and then i just gotta go 80 yards back into my stand so i know by going into this stand that while i'm hunting my wind is perfect and my access while I'm walking through the woods, the way that the wind's blowing is not going to spook any deer. And I, I didn't see anything, which it wasn't the best spot to be in, but at least I know, one, I got to go hunting, which is cool. And two, I didn't spook any deer while I was hunting. She did absolutely everything right, planned it out, was hunting next to food. You know, and close to bedding, so that they only had to go a hundred yards to food from where they're bedding. You know, and he still didn't see anything. So that's just late season for you. You know, right? I mean, it was it was you know, uh, twenty, twenty, forty, forty yards off the field there that they would have had to go. Yeah, and you know, it just just didn't work out. But, I mean, you, you, you got to hunt smart, especially late season. You know, the the way late season works is you got to just act like it's October 1st again because they're back to using their noses. They're back to being on, on alert. And where you got to be is on the food. So you can't overlook that stuff. And, and I really took the extra precaution to uh, make sure that, that didn't happen. So Jake, you been doing any late season here recently? Yeah, I have and. It hasn't been worth a damn, to be honest. It's It's been dead. We really uh, haven't had any good cold temps. I'd say it's like, been warm. Like it's been too me. warm. and Actually, um, my job, I work for a company called Energy. It's an insurance company. And uh, I travel quite a bit. And the last trip I took was a two-week stint. And I pulled my cams. My, my cams and uh, I had no... I had zero bucks on it. And that's phenomenal because... Cody's been with me yeah. in the in the past, and I pull my I pull my 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 cams, and I've got a hundred and fifty bucks total pictures. Yeah, and, and thirty like, forty shooters. Yeah, I like thirty shooters on there. I'm like I'm like, well, that's like a one thirty, that's like a one forty, that's like a one fifty, and I was like, I think these are the same bucks, and we were going through them. And I was like, there's no way, but that's I mean that's a lot of acreage, a lot of different. Yeah, you're pulling there. a lot of stuff, but yeah, it's it'll get better. Plus, you had corn later than almost. Everyone. Everybody. So. Yeah, I had. I actually, when I got home from Florida from work, um, after second gun season, I had bucks on there that I'd never seen before. One hundred percent didn't know they existed. So I'm sure they got pushed into my property. Yeah, and I'm sure they're still there. It's just a point of 
Right place, right time. Yeah. Get some cold weather, getting them up, getting them active. Deer hunting's like life. You get what you put in, and people get what they deserve. Yeah. I uh, I haven't really been hunting at all. I mean, I, I feel ashamed to do it. I've been doing some goose hunting, but uh, it seems like every late season, I'm that November for me is such like a push. Like any second I get, I'm out there. So when it comes to late season, until it get like, if I get some snow or I get some a really good cold front, I'll go to the state ground, you know, which is a blast and see 30, 40 deer, you know. But I just like to hang out with the family. You know, I've been been in the woods as much as I possibly can for a month and a half, you know. And luckily, I've got it done early the past three years and haven't really had to worry about late season. But if I didn't have a buck on the ground, I'd probably have a lot more motivation. <laughs> but, uh. Jake, do you want to talk about that buck that you kind of shot low on? Early yeah, this that was a bad deal. It was Halloween night, and actually, in my opinion, the rut started early this year. So do I. There, there were bucks sniffing around, and uh, I'm friends with uh, everybody that's listening to this probably knows uh, a guy named Babe Winkleman. He's a buddy of mine, and he swears that next year the rut and, and the peak of it is going to come the second week of October. We talked about this less than two weeks ago. He said That's the, crazy. The best time to kill a big buck next year is going to be the second week of October, and he's actually going to come down here and film with me the second around the second week of October. So it's just all a point of, of paying attention to that. But then the crops are up, and I literally had this year, I had deer in my stands. I'd be sitting in my stand on a field edge and watch two rows of corn shaking as a deer, as a buck's running a doe, and... 24-inch roads, you get the idea how big yeah. a deer is that's doing that. But I, I had a low shot on one Halloween night. It was, uh, I'll be honest, it's the first deer I've ever crippled and didn't find. And he was a wall hanger. He's a 160. And uh, I had two big ones after that within a five-day period that were huge deer early. Maybe a little too early to shoot. Don't listen to that DNR officers if you heard that. <laughs> but uh, my reason for not shooting was for being gun shy from the mistake I made with the one I wounded. And nobody wants to cripple a big. Nobody wants to cripple any deer, yeah. let alone a trophy. Yeah. It's just it's just a point of uh, minding your p's and q's, and it happens to everybody. But it's just such a ugh. terrible thing when it happens. Ugh, man, it's awful. I had yeah. blood. I had a blood trail that looked like something out of a horror movie, and it turned to nothing. And the deer was just gone. Yeah. Probably still alive. A lot of times. It's... I hope he is because if he is, he'll be a damn giant next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's move into uh, your celebrity hunt. Kind of go into yeah. detail about. Yeah, know... man, we had a great deal. Um, I don't how many are uh, Patriots fans out there, but uh, I have a good friend of mine. His name is Matt Light. He was a three-time Super Bowl winner, eleven-year veteran of the New England Patriots, and. Uh, if you're hunting, you probably fish too. And if you ever watched the show Wicked Tuna, uh, Captain Dave Carraro with the Tuna.com boat's a good friend of mine. Well, we came up with a, uh, a deal this year. Matt, every year, has a. Uh, and keep note of this because we raffle a lot of stuff offline too, or online. Uh, Matt Light, a celebrity shootout. Matt has a foundation for children for city. Basically, long story short, he brings city kids in and teaches him the ways of the people like us, how we live, and a good way to live and how to do things right. But uh, we auctioned off a celebrity hunt with me and and Dave and a couple country singers, actually, uh, Craig Campbell and Josh Thompson. And uh, we had a we had a great time. Um, Buck Commander came up and filmed it, and uh, we're going to auction off the same hunt again this year. <laughs> Didn't go quite as planned. There was a few misses in the operation, but uh, we got some good footage. And uh, Dave, I had Dave arrested on camera as a prank by the <laughs> Knox County Sheriff's Department, which was pretty funny. And that'll actually be the highlight of uh, of the celebrity shootout next year. <laughs> but uh, we like to have a good time, and and uh, you know, it's it was it was a good thing to do for kids and in our in our area and and. Uh, you know, without 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 trying to promote yourself to do good for others. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. When I heard you were doing it, that's why I was out there hanging stands for you. Anything, get you know, a lot of those kids they probably have never seen a deer or fished or nothing. You know, they just nothing. in the in the city and they don't they you know 
they don't know how fun it is to, to get involved with that stuff. But Oh, it was awesome, too. I mean, I work, like I said before, I worked for a company called Energy, and they introduced me to, they have a big affiliation with the New England Patriots, and uh, it, it, it all goes back into, like I said, God puts you in the right place at the right time. And uh, we had, uh, not only did we, did we raise a bunch of money for these, for these kids, um, we had a, there's a young man here that's a, uh, his Down syndrome, and he's a huge New England Patriots fan, huge, I mean, beyond recognition, and because of that hunt, he got to hang out with Matt, and we had dinner, and uh, it snowballed into the effect that that young man is actually going with me back to Boston next weekend to watch the, the Patriots game with Robert Kraft, the owner, and I'm taking him down to the uh, down to the locker room to meet Tom Brady and Gronk and the rest of them. And so there's a lot of good that can come out of out of the outdoors. I mean, long story short, not just for yourself, for others. I mean, if you have the ability to spread that and share what you have with other people, man, let it out there because it you get like I said, you get what you put in, and people get what they deserve. Yep. So, so let your company's paying to take him and yeah. you and everybody. So, what's your company's name? Energy, Energy Insurance. Energy Insurance. So, okay. if any of you, yeah. uh, any people out there, are truck drivers hauling gasoline, or you work at windmills, man, look me up and give me a holler. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll uh, keep my longevity with my company, and uh, and uh, I can do some more hunts like this. Yeah, shout out to them because that's awesome, man. They they're helping out the hunt. They're helping. Kids go see Matt Light and a Patriots game, and that's that's special, man. Does that mean I'll be able to get on like a hundred sixty inch deer? Or I mean, <laughs> they're out there. Just, actually, just, actually, you want to hear you want to hear some funny stuff over that film? Um, we had uh, <laughs> Matt <coughs> two times in a row with our cameraman from Buck Commander is filming him, and he's making jokes, and he's just talking, just being Matt Light and. Uh, if any guys are from the East Coast, you know who Matt Light is, and he's a smart ass. <laughs> but uh, making jokes about the hunt and everything, and twice he had shooter deer come in on him while he's talking to the camera, not paying attention. And actually, the closing, I, I actually got to see some of the footage uh, last weekend, and the, the closing statement is on how he didn't get a deer and what the cause was and all that, and. It's 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 awesome, and I hope uh, I hope Willie Robertson from Duck Commander decides to put that out there because he's talking about how he kind of did wrong, and the first the first shot he took on the first good buck it was a hundred and forty inch deer, probably. He said the arrow hit everything but the deer, <laughs> and when you slow it down in slow motion, you see the arrow just ricochet off stuff, and uh, but after he's talking about that. He's like, oh, dear, 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 dear. And the cameraman's trying to close in on this. Doe comes trotting by, panting, and you see this. And they weren't really expressive of how big the deer was. And then I saw it on the camera. It's a monster. <laughs> and that, that doe did basically did a horseshoe. And if that buck would have followed that doe, just took literally two more steps to follow that doe, that would have been, it would have been, it would probably, well, the cameraman that was with us said it would have been the biggest deer he's ever filmed a, a live kill. Wow. It was huge. But that, that doe horseshoed and yeah. that buck cut right to chase her. That's how and it goes, man. That's the way it goes. Living I mean, on the edge every time. You never know. What, there's not a guy out here listening to this that hasn't had a similar situation or a mm -hmm. what if I could have, I wish I would have, yeah. if I could have done this a little different. But that's why it's called hunting and not shooting. Yeah, that's for sure. I like to shoot. I like to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I shot more. Yeah. Me too. My house would look like Cabela's if I could shoot a little more. How many you got on the wall, Jake? You got quite a few, don't you? I don't know. I have two. Eight, eight, eight shooters. Yeah, eight nice I mean, ones. I suppose, you know, I mean, it's like everybody else. I mean, even the guys that are out here listening, you you start somewhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, the first buck I killed was a basket rack six-pointer, and I was elated at the at the opportunity i matter of fact it was kind of a funny story because i i shot with my bow it was a bow kill on the ground and uh, when, I, when i hit it it ran right by me and i saw blood and i thought holy christ i got it 
So I run back to the car. We didn't have cell phones back then. So I ran back to the car and I ran to the gas station and called a friend of mine that I hunted with. And I called my brother. I said, I, sh- I shot a great big buck. It's huge. <laughs> you got to get out here. I said, we got, we got to find this thing. It's, it's, it's a monster. So they, they couldn't get out here any quicker. And uh, we get to the property and we find the blood trail and we're tracking the blood. And I hear, well, there it is. And it's not dead yet, but I walk up there because I got my bow to to make a, the final kill shot if I need it. And I look, I'm like, nope, that's not the deer I killed. <laughs> no, the one I killed was like 100, 190 inches bigger than that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but from from that point on, I mean, that I killed that deer. And, and then that shotgun season in the same property, I killed a, killed a great big, which you've seen it, yeah. it's a big, thick eight. Yeah, and uh, I've just gradually. I took a few years off because I had to go over to the desert, play around in Iraq for a little while. But uh, uh, when I came back home, I I just stair stepped, you know, and that's where you got to start. So be proud of everything you kill, but use common sense. You know, you know when you when you get the chance to kill a big one, it, it's going to happen. But you know, the the more you kill and you stair step your way up. Yeah. I got this one over here that I shot. It was one of those that looks nice when you shoot them. You see that you see a, a ten inch, eleven inch G two running through the timber, and I don't. I still shot that deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told you. I, like, I, I got some it. big ones on the wall, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I'd have smoked his ass. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna mount him now. I'm gonna break down and actually, a guy, he's apprenticeshiping me to uh, to mount deer, so I'm I'm gonna end up mounting him and. He deserves it. I mean, he's a nice buck. He's one of those you, you think you shot a 160s and you walk up and it's a 120. You know, he just, he's just a huge framed out eight with tall he, tines. He's 140. No, he's not. I've scored yes. him. He's like 123 inches. No way. Yep. He's got like three inch brows. He's got like three inch brows and like 12 inch G2s <laughs> and like 10 inch G3s. And the, the main beams, they like go out and then they like curve inward like back towards his face i mean i don't know i'm still looking at it and I've, I've, I've had quite a bit of wine but i'd still shoot that sucker i'd, I'd lay him down but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i actually pass that deer with my bow three times that the year and then i end up shooting him during shotgun season but, yeah, but i would have you know that's how it goes but that's the thing you know for you guys out there listening when you, if you if you just don't know if you should shoot it or not yeah. Wait. I mean, if you got a good place and there's not a lot of pressure, let him go. He'll be there next year. What do they say? A deer, a buck's uh, a lifespan is spending seven square miles. I think. Yeah. Most five time, to seven yeah. square miles. Yeah. So as long as you don't have a ton of idiots shooting everything that moves, mm-hmm. just wait it out because it's it's amazing how much a, a buck can grow in a year. What uh we we talked about that celebrity hunt, but what's the date that that's going to be raffled off, and where is it going to be raffled off? Do they have a date yet? For Matt does it at his his ranch in Rhode Island, and uh, we're going to auction it off next year. It'll probably be the first week of October into September, right in that vicinity, and uh, the hunt will be. I'll kind of base it off the rut. I mean, it'll depending on weather and whatnot, but generally speaking, Central Illinois, that will be. The second week of, of November. Yeah. I mean, most, if, if, most does are in. if old Bay Winkleman's right, it'll be a little earlier. <laughs> That's crazy, you know? dude. I, he knows his stuff, so I'm his not going to call him the out. Guy called it, the guy called it dead on this year. Yeah. Because he, he filmed a show in, uh, in Saskatchewan the same time I was doing mine, or well, a week before, and uh, he said they were all locked down, yeah. and... Uh, I, I believe it because, generally speaking, if you would have put me back a year ago, yeah. the, the amount of, of monster bucks I saw mm-hmm. in the week I hunted with uh, Josh Thompson, he's a country singer. He comes up and hunts with me every year. You know, the song, we're about John Wayne, Johnny Cash, and John Deere. But uh, he he hunts with me every year, and we saw, I don't know, probably 50 shooters. Yeah, his brother year. shot a really nice one. Yeah, big yeah. one. Big yeah, one. Josh passed. On, I think, I want to say 10, 130, 140 inch deer. Yeah. And the only reason he passed on because when you're watching those and you see a 200 inch yeah. out chasing two does at the same time, why are you going to shoot the little one? That one tag? you got on trail camera early was, 
190s for sure. Yeah, right? that one you got. Yeah, the velvet. Yeah. yeah, that thing was huge. Yeah, and I, I, I saw that here just... once more, and I've got another one that uh, that I've got. It, it's kind of a funny picture because he's walking down the one of the trails I cut for this lady, and the corn's in the background, so you can't really see the rack. And it's closed, but if you zoom in on it. He's atrocious, man. Yeah. I mean, just atrocious. And I, I like haven't that, seen that deer. I love that eight with the split twos on each side, the real heavy one, the yeah. corn. That's a beautiful deer. That I mean, he might be like mid-150s. He's not a giant, but he's just heavy. The good and, news is, is nobody killed him this year. And yeah. that goes back to my point to you guys out there listening. <laughs> Let him go, man. Yeah. Don't get all worked up about a 150-inch deer. That's a great deer. If you kill that deer, that's a great deer. But if you don't get the opportunity... To let the air year. out of him, wait till next year because that year odds are if he's one fifty this year, yeah. be one sixty, one seventy next year. Then you got something that you know Super big, that gets yeah. people's attention. Yeah, it's, like I, it's I've a been, tree shaker. I've been <laughs> I've been telling people about this buck I've been chasing on here, and uh, I'm to the point now where just like that, I I think it's so late. He's so nocturnal now. Uh, he's I don't want to guess a score on him just because he's I mean he's 16 points and he's got so much going on but I'm going to say high 170s you know around there and I told Ryan uh, I told him I said I'm not going to hunt him and Ryan's like what? I'm like I'm like I do I really think this buck is unkillable by running trail cameras I pretty much know where he's bedding most of the time and if I even walk into my property I only have two access points for my property just because it's kind of in the middle of some pieces and if I walk into it, I'm going to jump him. So I'm at the point now where if if I walk in where I, you know, get close enough to hunt him, I can hunt some edge stuff and, and kill does and, you know, maybe have a chance at a buck. But that's that's my goal. I just want to go get a couple more freezer queens down and make some summer sausage and some, some more jerky and live it up. Yeah, I, I mean, when Jeff was on there last time, he talked about deuce and... Deuce, I mean, he's got uh, a five or six point side, and then on his left side, he's got uh, just a giant, giant two point side. So, he it was after first shotgun season, and it was like the day before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving in 2016, he shed his two point side, and it was kind of after I pulled trail cams at that point that I decided I was not going to shoot that deer if I seen him. And uh, as as the story has been told, it didn't quite uh, it didn't quite turn out like that. So <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jeff got a good opportunity, and that deer presented himself with his full side grown. Uh, towards Jeff, so Jeff thought it was a good deer, which it was, and uh, he took him. So we we searched and looked for Deuce's two point side, but never found him. So <laughs> <laughs> just a monster two point out there somewhere. <laughs> we uh, we didn't mention it at the beginning, but in the in our studio now, we the wolf puzzles here. Uh, it has come along. It's gleaming and it's all its beauty. Did we mention? I think we did mention that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> but, moving on. Long story short, we we we, uh, we also have a mini fridge. Finally, we took a step up from the pink room. No more beer sitting on the floor, boys. We are stepping up. I'm telling you guys, Cody. We're up to a card table. Yeah, <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, Cody did an awesome job on this on this studio here. You know, we've done some soundproofing. Well, I can't say we. I mean, Cody did some soundproofing. Uh, Do not buy the the sixty dollars soundproofing boards. You can build them for about seven dollars a piece. That's what I did. So, YouTube, YouTube it up. <laughs> Hopefully, the quality is a lot better on this. And uh, I don't know. The it's warm in here. Yeah. If I drink any more wine, I hate, I'm probably going to be here for next week's podcast. <laughs> You got a pitch of, I got an army cot in the rafters, I'll just throw that up. I don't even need that, I'm just going to sleep on that raccoon, <laughs> use it as a pillow. I got my grandpa's two uh, cinnamon coons he shot and got mounted. And The one looks fluffy, Yeah, I'm going to lay on that sucker. <laughs> there Can you bring pizza out here? 
But I got a couple bucks I shot from Missouri on the wall, and we got a couple nice sheds, and it's a nice, nice spot, but. At least we don't have to hear Aiden crying in the background or, yeah. or trains going by. Yeah, we, uh, we're out in the garage. It's nice and quiet out here. No more trains in the background. Jake, is there anything else you want to shout out? Or this is your show, so. What <laughs> about that? I just showed up. But, you know, you guys out there listening, whether you whether you hunt constantly and you got a room full of trophies or you're just getting at it, it's, it's all a passion. And uh, some of us started when we were young, like us here. Hell, I started before I had to get a ride to the woods. I wasn't old enough to drive my car there. And it, it took me a long time to kill a big deer. But it will happen. Just learn. Learn from the experience. Learn from the hunt. Learn from your mistakes. I guess that's life in general, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but it'll pay off, especially with deer hunting. You learn. You're going to have those you're going to have a lot of those, ah, shit, if I'd have done this a little bit different, that thing would be on the wall. But that's how you learn this, become a better hunter. And uh, I will also say that for you guys that are out there that maybe, there's got to be guys as lucky as me, I can't be the only guy <laughs> that has that have a phenomenal place to hunt and, and really have a passion for it and have a passion for helping others donate it give it out there take somebody hunting get, give it to a give the opportunity to uh, to have an auction or a raffle to benefit somebody else other than yourself for the for the chance at a deer because there's a lot of money in it and i'm not a big outfitter fan i've got some friends that are outfitters but i'm not friends of them that i would promote what they do um but you know that's the opportunity to help your you know, help your passion, help someone else's life. So if you if you have that chance, do it because you never know where it's going to lead. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, to be be flat honest, uh, uh, next weekend I'm going to be sitting with Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, in his box because of hunting. Yeah, because you're generous enough to. to yeah, to because I, I saw the good in a few things and. Uh, there's an opportunity in it to, to better other people's lives. And what I tell people all the time, even Babe Winkleman, I told him, I said, you just come whenever you want. I was going anyways. So if you want to come with, come along. Yeah, he's invited me multiple times. He's he's one of those guys kind of like me. He, he don't care if you shoot a big one. He wants everybody to shoot a big one. So. Yeah, I do. I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those guys that shows up and says, oh, you can only shoot this buck or this buck. I'm not a... I'm not a jackass like Chris Brackett and, <laughs> and and wipe out a piece of ground and just being an asshole to everybody yeah. on earth. I you know, hunting is a hunting is a wonderful thing. And if you can get kids involved in it, man, take that chance. If you got a neighbor, if you got your own kids, it's great. If you don't have kids like me, you got a neighbor or somebody else's kids that wanna go. Yeah, you took and, that Wyatt out and he shot a nice buck and Yeah. yeah. I mean it's it's just a man, it makes me grin. I That's and sweet. I'm to my point where like I said, my between fish and, and hides and everything on my house looks like you walked into a Cabela's. Yeah, he's got a full gator on the floor. <laughs> Two of them. I got yeah. another one. Yeah. I can't fit in the house. He's got a, gator, a full gator skull in his living room. Uh, pretty much from two-legged to four-legged, I've he's, let the air out of it. He's pretty, he's pretty much uh, <laughs> a bachelor pad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it he's is. Got a full he, turkey mount on a stick. If <laughs> I ever get a good-looking woman to come in there and say she likes it, I'm going to marry her right there in the spot. You're probably going to have to go southern to get all Yeah, that. I have to go to the hills of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. So but, if any of y'all got a sister or cousin out there... <laughs> You give me a holler. I'll, I'm, I'm in. And uh, we, we got some listeners from Kentucky. You might be in the chips yeah. here. No, I have no complaint. One, <laughs> I only got two rules. As long as they got a full set of teeth and way less than me, I, I'm, I've got some interest. There it is. There's a standard right there, guys. <laughs> no, seriously. If you, if you guys have the opportunity out there to to better somebody else or, or benefit someone else from it, from your passions and what you love, all I can say is, Try it once, and if you can see the look on someone else's face, it doesn't have the same opportunity that you have. Yeah, you'll you'll get it from that point, and literally from this point on in my life, I'm sure I would love to kill. Everybody wants to kill a 200 inch booner. That's just that's what we do. That's what we dream about at night. But once you start doing that for others, you'll you'll come to a point where you 
you would rather see them kill that booner than you mm-hmm. and just sit along the side. I'm just as happy to to gut one as I am to kill one these days. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I still, if I get the opportunity, <laughs> I'm going to let the air out of one of them little shits. But <laughs> yeah, we posted a video works. on Facebook about the kid that just got a, an awesome buck, and you could see the reaction in the in the you know video there, and it was just. I was living that. I was right there with him in that video, man. It was passionate. Dude, you know? I probably I probably watched that thing sixteen times yeah. while I was in Kansas City, was just so just sweet. scrolling through there. And yeah, man. Just there's there's no words to describe. I mean, you yeah. just I mean, you you probably know what he's feeling, but it just really takes you back to where yeah. it all began and what got you going. Your first buck, man. The point that you're at in your career right now, hunting career, and. What what just a great feeling and that was awesome to see. I remember my first buck. I was shooting a darton with like seventy pound draw and I could barely draw it back. Like I had about I could hold for about twelve seconds. <laughs> like after November twentieth, you're <laughs> yeah, not bow hunting. No, no. <laughs> I could hold it for about twelve seconds and then I had to shoot. But I shot this basket rack eight like a seventy incher dude and I dude everybody's seen that thing. Everybody. <laughs> that I was, was like look at it. It was chocolate horned. I don't even know where it's at. It's probably on the grandpa's farm or something, but I shot it. This guy's name was Haggard, and he just let let me hunt all of his ground. It was just amazing. And it was like five, 600 acres. And I was the only one that hunted it. I was like 13, 14. I had a climber. And I'm carrying this dart and bow. I could barely draw, you know, and I'm just out there, and I'm killing. I killed three, four does a year, and then I shot that buck, and it was, it was a game changer right then. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot big deer. And then it was... Like five years <laughs> until I shot something worthy of even talking about. You know? <laughs> Look where I'm at. I yeah. killed two wall hangers last year. And it just has not gone as planned <laughs> this year. The rest of the year. Yeah, I say, Cody was telling me how much you hunted. How much have you actually hunted this year? Me? Oh. Since second week of October, I've probably hunted three to four days a week. So yeah, maybe, and then you went. You went. I'm not a good math guy. I got to kick off my shoes to count to twenty. <laughs> but uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when you uh, when you had that that celebrity hunt, you hunted for like two weeks straight, didn't you? Yeah, we I hunted mean, for ten days. Yeah. Twelve hour. Oh, well, we hunted from sun up to sundown. Yeah. And we might. I mean, I think there might have been three or four days in there where I couldn't take it and had to go get something to eat. Yeah. Because the protein bars weren't doing it. <laughs> Every once in a while, a guy just needs a hot dog. Yeah. Cheeseburger, man. Yeah. Something. But, you know, it's 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 the way that, that this lifestyle works. You know, I may have blank, I'm And I'm not calling it out this year yet. I mean, it ain't over. Ain't I got over, food plots, yeah. and, and Cody knows that I hunt on some pretty good places. It's just a point of being in the right place at the right time. But yeah. And I could have killed bigger deer this year. But, uh you know, I was a little gun shy after a gut shot, and I'll say that, man, if you make a bad shot on one, I'll learn from that experience. It's the first deer I've ever not found that I hit, and it, I literally, within a week, I, I did not shoot on two mm-hmm. absolute giants because I was scared to death of my shot placement from, from my capability of what I thought, and which is stupid because... I know I'm a good shot. I don't miss, and uh, I, I let two I let two giants walk. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't let don't don't get inside your own head and and ruin it for you, because you only get so many opportunities in this life to do that kind of stuff. Did you have any pictures of that deer after you shot him? No, that was actually actually that was another farm. That was kind of a win, man. Yeah, I got home from Florida, and I got home in the middle of the day. I'm going to go set this stand. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then he's like, shot a giant. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I mean, it was just one of those deals. A friend of mine owns a great big preserve. I call it a preserve because it's It's pretty much a preserve, yeah. It's for sale, too. So if any of you guys have $6 million on you. the moment give, give us a holler i can set you up with him that's about six million above my budget yeah it's about it's about 5.99999 million than i have but uh i went and sat in the stand and, and halloween night i hadn't been out there 20 minutes and uh there were some does out in the field i had a little basket rack come out and <coughs> a big old doe come out and she kept looking over her shoulder and and uh, I kept looking that direction. And, man, that's another thing, too. For you guys that maybe don't get out a lot, 
If you got a doe comes out in front of you and she keeps looking behind her, yeah. there's something back there. She's not doing that to see if there's a fly on her ass. <laughs> there's a reason she's looking behind her. And that big boy come out and he cut left and walked right to me and I didn't I just he should have I should have whistled, I should have grunted. Would have, coulda, shoulda, you know? We got a new sponsor. Just switched up to Old Mill. Oh. <laughs> Homie just switched from Keystone to Old Mill. What a transition. All right. I went from bad beer to worse beer. Yeah, like, really quick. I'm drinking beer out of a glass. You're I'm drinking a, wine, and he's drinking Old Mill. I'm, I'm keeping it real. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you, gotta, you guys got to level off what I'm doing on, this, yeah, on yeah. the fancy end of the table. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of, I'm, he's fancy, I'm kind of mid-range, and you're just... I'm bottom of the you're barrel. You're bottom of the <laughs> Don't give a rip one. Yep. White trash with money. Everybody needs one of those guys. <laughs> I'm missing the money, I guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's out there who uh, who wants to donate to this podcast, you can do it in the form of uh, 12 packs. <laughs> right. So. No, I mean, but keep the passion, you guys. You know, it's getting late in the season, and you guys didn't see anything, or or it didn't it didn't go as you planned, and a lot of you guys have probably hung it up for the year, and are just trying to get pointers and think about next year, maybe even thinking about this was stupid. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I mean, I've had that feeling before. <laughs> yeah, I sent Cody a video of this guy from Kentucky that loses his shit basically because he had a terrible year, and it's it's hilarious, but. Man, it's the way it goes. We've all been there, man. That's I've got I, a room. I'll be honest with you guys. I've got a room, I've, two rooms full of trophies. I and I got nothing to add to it this year. Yeah, it's just it's it's the right that's place at the right, right time. There. You get you get. I mean, that's like my wife goes, "How many deer you want a mile?" I said, "Every one I shoot for the rest of my life. That's over one forty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's easy. You know, I, so. I'm at the point now where it's it's gotten to the point where if it's not if it's a 150, 160 inch deer. If if I run out of wall space, I guess I'll just get a new house. Yeah, I mean, pedestal mounts. There's that double mountain system they got out now. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, you can put two in a corner. Yeah. I mean, there's two in a corner right there. Yeah, no, two bucks locked up. It's just the way it is. But yeah. don't lose the faith. Keep doing what you're doing. I like that message because, like, just like me, I need to get out there. But like, I shot a buck early, so I'm, you know, I'm like, okay. Well, I had an old guy tell me one time. This time of year, and especially if there's a lot of guys from you in the Midwest here, this guy, he's a, a very good taxidermist and a very good hunter. He said, you goose and duck hunt in the mornings and you deer hunt in the afternoons. And and that's it. And once it gets colder, the colder it gets, I had to, I don't know if how many people watch The Voice, but a friend of mine, he they were on The Voice called the Swan Brothers. Uh, Zach Swan's a good friend of mine and. He came up here and hunted last year with me, and it was cold. I remember when they were in there. Oh, terrible cold, god awful cold. But the thing it was, we saw nothing in the mornings, but in the evenings, the last hour of daylight, they come out in herds. But it was, it just, it didn't pan out for him. Just the, you know, just the way this year hasn't panned out for me quite, quite yet. But I'm not giving up. And man, October comes pretty quick. If you don't, if y'all don't pan it out this year. Yeah. And it don't work out how you figured and how you hoped. Keep it up. I mean, put food plots in if you have the opportunity to do that in the ground. The, the landowners don't think that you're going to lose that place because a, an outfitter is going to offer them ten grand. Go talk to them. Be honest with them. Tell them what your intentions are. Ask them. This is all I can afford. If you can't afford anything, say I can't afford anything, but I'd be willing to help you with this. Everybody has the ability. To help someone else, God puts everybody in a place for the right time, and uh, just ask. Worst case scenario, they just tell you no. Like I said, girls tell me that all the time. So. <laughs> I was say it seems like these landowners, you know, are older, older generation, and you know they just might need help with something. You know, just like you said, you know, clearing a fence row or something. So you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. People around here, they. They're so big farming, they don't need the money. You know, they just don't want to get sued. They don't want people driving in their fields. They don't, you know. And, it, yeah, it's hard to get ground, but, man, I've door knocked a lot and got told no. And I I look at plat books and call and get told no. And then I found my piece. It took time, took effort, but everybody can do it, you know. 
And Jake said that October comes quick, but I am looking forward to, to turkey hunting. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Jake's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking too. forward to blanking out on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> These things are like hunting ghosts in the central central Illinois, man. <laughs> gobble, you have, I, got a, I got a video on my phone last year. I bet I had 30 of them gobbling at the same time. I thought, man, I don't, which one are we going to shoot? And as soon as them suckers hit the ground... <laughs> You'd have better odds finding Bigfoot than you would one of them turkeys. <laughs> well, see, that's that's what that's what I tell Cody. Like, you know, I'll have four or five gobblers working towards me. What it seems like, and then all of a sudden, you know, like seven thirty hits, and it's just nothing. But he's like, "Yeah, dude, come out to my piece." You know, it's it's piece cake. I'm like, "No, it just <laughs> it, it don't work like that on my piece." Yeah. Don't work. I I hunt like six pieces for yeah. the end. <laughs> And all of them, like I said, you got better odds of finding Bigfoot than you do a gobbler. I've always had real good luck with turkeys. I I'm from Missouri, so that's like turkey hunting 101. Down I'm actually there. going. To, I'm actually going to Ohio with Matt Light this year. And then, honestly, the craziest place if any of on the East Coast, Massachusetts. Those things are like sparrows in the trees around here. <laughs> really? You got to wow. stop your car everywhere you go because they just walk in front of you. Uh, my buddy from Wicked, Dave Carraro from Wicked Tuna, him and I were laughing about it because he doesn't turkey hunt, and he's like, I don't see why anybody wants to turkey hunt. He's got to, like, kick him out of his driveway <laughs> to get him to go, and I'm like, Jesus, this is like a walking dream for me. Send my way. <laughs> well, send him my way, I guess. Yeah, well, definitely the, the Easterns here are a little different than everybody else. Just replacing the heater... Propane tank in here. Our heat ran out. Yeah. Got to keep it warm in here. <laughs> yeah, we, we got in here to the studio, and we're big-dogging now. We got we got propane heaters, central heaters. Nobody told me we might have to cuddle if things are cold, and I, I said no. Stereo. I, I, did, I, did, I mean, I did you name not, it, it's in here. for that. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we got big things coming. We're trying to figure out our new mic. It's not working. That's all I can say. But our sound quality should get a little better. Yeah. I would say we are we are trying to improve and get better. I mean, we know that's been kind of a downfall. And all we can do is just sound check and, and test, and that's what we've been doing. I mean, I bet we sound tested for an hour and a half right before this podcast. Garage band, dude. Is there any professional hey, garage bands out there? Time Nirvana started. <laughs> The app GarageBand. Uh, let us know. We could use your help. It, it was, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, you know, just when you save something, it don't quite save like you thought it did, and you try to fire it back up, and it's messed up. You so, back at it, though, guys. Keep the faith. It'll pan out. It will pan out. You know, I'm a big believer in you know what Jake said. If you put in the time and the effort. It'll come to you because, I mean, I've been there myself. You're just grinding and grinding, and you're like, you know, when's, when's my turn? And then It's terrible frustrating, man. The next I, thing you know, it's your turn. Before, I, you, before you even know it, it's it's your turn, and that might be the last turn you have that year, and you and you got to make it count. I had my guys this year when I did the celebrity hunt. I had five guys here on 400 acres, and granted, I give those guys the benefit of the doubt and give them the best places, but... I don't have stands in places where I don't think I'm going to see anything. You know, I mean, it's it's luck of the draw. And we'd get back, and we'd all we'd all have a powwow at the end of the night. And one guy would see 35 or 40 deer. The next guy would see 20. The next guy would see 8. And then there'd be my ass that saw nothing. I mean, <laughs> how can you guys be 200 yards from me and see 19 deer and five shooters? And I, I saw a squirrel and a possum <laughs> run by me. It just it's just luck of the draw, man. But it's just a, just keep it up, man, because it'll pay off. And uh, if it doesn't pay off for you, look up the Matt Light Celebrity Shootout. And if you want to bet on that hunt, you can come out with me. And, <laughs> yeah, it might work out. At least you're going to see some. At least deer. you'll see some shooters. Yeah. You yeah. may not shoot one, but you'll. I was you'll talking see to the guys, them. and they're like, "Yeah, I seen three, four shooters," and I was like, "What? I didn't see anything today." But I was the same thing with you as. I, I always tell Ryan, 9th through the 12th of November, those are my favorite days. And this year, it seemed like the bucks were locked down. I was seeing the small bucks cruising, but I wasn't seeing the big deer 
I can only do. It seems like my trail cameras from the first, or you shot yours on the 31st, from yeah. the first to the 10th were pretty good. That was know? it. That but was then it. after that, was that you, heat know, it up. you get into that, like, the 20th and stuff, it just seemed like it was, and then I got, I got a giant on trail cam the, was the 26th? You know, like when the, you know, at the towards the end where he's, he's really searching for something. But we actually had a deal this year that was that was insane. It would have been, it was either the first or second of November. I took my best friend out hunting with me up to my place, and I put him up in my mm, X. I keep I gotta use the X. I gotta put the X's stand, and uh, I put him up there, and I walked down to the bottom, and I sat down, and we weren't there. 20 minutes and I heard I heard the whop I heard the arrow hit I saw a buck go running by me with his uh you can see the blood you can see the blood down the side and <laughs> he crashed and literally was it within 50 yards of me when he crashed and he bah, you know he did the death the death grunt and kicked around and he got back up on his feet and he he fell in the creek and the whole time I'm thinking I see that and I don't see anything else and I think the only thing I'm thinking is, Christ, we got to drag this deer out of the creek. It's going to kill us all. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know, 10 minutes go by, and there is a ruckus in the creek like you've never seen, never heard. I mean, it sounds like there is a battle of royale going on there. And I thought, maybe it's that buck trying to get back up and, and get, get on his feet, and he's just maybe he's spined. I don't know. After I text him, your buck's down. It's a good one. I text him again and say, hey, come down here. This thing is raising all kinds of hell, and he's going to ruin the rest of the hunt. Come down and put another arrow in him. As he's walking down, I'm trying to look, and I I look, and I think, holy hell, that deer's back on its feet. Why isn't it running away? And I start looking again, and it was actually another buck attacking the dead one. And I've got it all. I got it all on my on my phone. We walk within twenty yards of it and sit there and film it. That's crazy. Oh, it's when nuts, they, man. Yeah, when they're in the rut, man, they they get a little nutty. But but that was, you know, October. I don't recall the exact day, but it had to have been the first or second of October. No, really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was. Or I'm sorry, of November. November. Oh, yeah, okay. it was right after a right after Halloween. Yeah, was, I think that's when it was prime around here. It got cold. And the deer were running around Halloween, and then it warmed up. And then once it warmed up, it just went to they, crap. They rubbed it at night. That was you. That was this year. Yeah, that was yeah, this I, year. I remember Halloween night was just cold as balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I low shot a giant, but it's the way life goes. Same yeah. for you guys, man. They don't. You don't. Nobody comes out like Babe Winkleman every year. <laughs> you know, it's just life. Well, I mean, hopefully I do because if he's predicting October eighth rut. I'm all in. <laughs> this guy's got it down, man. I'll tell you what, he called it before I even, when him and I were talking, when Babe and I were talking two weeks ago, he called, he said, before he knew the dates of what I said when it was hot here, he he hollered it to me. He said them within, within three days. And he said, next year's going to be this. And second week of October is supposed to be wow. what's on fire next year. Shout out, Babe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to think wrap this up. Thank Jake for coming on. Uh, I want to. Yeah, it's great, man. I want to give a special thanks to Matt Light and the foundation that he's got going on. Uh, and I'd, I'd like to also give a special thanks to your the insurance company. One more time on the name there. Energy Insurance. Energy. Special thanks for them for for letting that boy go to the Patriots game and helping out with that celebrity hunt. That's that's awesome, of them. But we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you. Keep it up, man. It's worth it. Remember, plan your hunt and hunt your plan. Remember, always have fun. <laughs>